When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Volume. It's Jenkins and Jones presented by FanDuel. Might be cold, but the sports calendar is heating up, and there's no better place to get in on the action than FanDuel. The app is safe, secure, and easy to use. FanDuel always has exclusive offers, boosts, and more. When you win, you'll get paid fast. FanDuel has lots of ways to play, like the spread, money line, over-unders, team totals, player props, and so much more. Jump into the action at any time during the game with live betting. Combine multiple bets from the same game in a same-game parlay and try out same-game parlay plus. And FanDuel is now live in Maryland. So use promo code J-A-N-J, that's J-A-N-D-J, and download the FanDuel app today to start making every moment more. Disclaimer, must be 21 and over in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit FanDuel.com slash RG. Welcome to Jenkins and Jones on the Volume Podcast Network. It is Thursday, December 8th. We got another great episode for you guys. We are coming to you live as always, Mondays and Thursdays, now at 7 a.m. West Coast, 10 a.m. East Coast on the Amazon AMP app. Podcast will drop as regular in all of the other feeds as soon as the live uh, record is over. So we appreciate you tuning in wherever you're listening from, but definitely follow us on the Amazon AMP app. Also... You can go to thevolume.com and check out the Jenkins and Jones merch page. We have merch page. A hoodie. Those hoodies are comfortable as hell. We both had a couple different versions of those hoodies. They got the 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 sand colored one up. Very comfortable. They got the Jenkins and Jones explicit podcast shirt and uh, and sweatshirt. And there's a t-shirt with all three of our faces on it if you want to be a real weird. I'm going to be honest with you. If I see you wearing the t-shirt, I will turn around and walk the other direction. I do not need I to see my so. face on a t-shirt. I'm running up to hugging that person, but I could never put it on my own body. Yeah. Also, the explicit joint, not mine anymore. Rada took it. She looked way better in it. It's over with. I'll never Rada's see this again. whooping your ass again. Dog, bro. She dropped. Hey, bro, this, what's crazy is the denim joint she put on on Instagram. 
I I haven't worn that in like six months. I just gave it to her. I'm like, here. I never looked mm. that good in that motherfucker, man. I, I just, you know, I've come to peace with it. <laughs> I've just come to peace with it, you know? It is what it is. It's nothing you can do about it. Nothing I can do about Charge it, bro. It to the game. Charge it to the game, dog. And that's an XL. That's my size, but it's her size. You feel what I'm saying? Really fucked up. As always, uh, Jenkins and Jones hosted by the gentleman you just heard, LeJethro Jenkins, a.k.a. John, a.k.a. Uh, closed donor to his wife. <laughs> you feel me? What's that, Bubba's? Help me out, baby. Buy some more of that shit so I can afford my own clothes, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> shit. I got to buy for me and my baby. <laughs> Dragonfly Jones, a.k.a. Tyler. Hey, everybody. How's it going? I'm Gardy B, a.k.a. Mike. Um... We were talking. I'm not going to set this topic up. I'm going to throw yes, it to you John. Are. But we were, yes, but we you were, are. <laughs> no, yes, no, we're are. not. Uh, we were talking before the pod, and John asked Tyler if there was an amount of money that would get him to alter his vocabulary uh, in a way that I don't believe he would be capable of. So, John, go ahead. Ask your question. So, we started off. Mike used the word wigger. <laughs> and I said, it's unfortunate that in this new woke world, that we as niggas lost wigger. <laughs> <laughs> we we can't really use it like that no more. And so I said, you know, as long as they don't take nigga from us, they're going to have to pry that from my dead ass hands. And I asked Tyler, is there an amount of money that people could pay you for you not to say nigga? If somebody said, I think Jackson said, if somebody pays you a hundred of them M's, bro, could you not say nigga ever again in your entire life, even with your homies? Um, The whole thing is, I could absolutely make a conscious effort to not say it, but I'm sure I would slip up. Like, am I being, are you paying me to be dedicated to never saying it again? Cause I can, I would for sure do that for way less than a hundred million. You know what I'm saying? No, 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 no. You have, you can't no, say no, it no, ever no. again. Well, yeah, there, there's no, it's, like, it's like, so, like, it's so a, ingrained. What's the offer? If he, if he accidentally slips up and says it when he's like drunk or high hanging out with, with the homies, he has to pay it back. Or like you said, it's just you're paying him to like try hard for the rest of his life to not say. I think, I think the it, thing is like I think that the trying hard sucks, but like there's a certain number. If you are at like 30 years and you've already said it 70 times, bro, like come on, you know what I'm saying? So the slip up, we can't have slip ups because you know you can you can pip the system, bro. You know what I mean? No slip ups, no nothing. A hundred mils. Now this, now this, straight up no dedicated way. not to saying it. There's no way I would never slip up. There's no way. You'd have Bro. to be sober for the rest of your life, even to yes. have a shot at it. You'd have yes. to not be happy for the rest of your life, because you'd be happy as fuck and say a nigga. <laughs> or, or you bump your head on the counter, nigga. You got to call the counter a nigga, because it's acting like a nigga. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Bro, you see a squirrel run across the road and stop in front of you, you ain't say nigga, you can't say nigga then. You know what I'm saying? Like, no. <laughs> It's, it's, G Willikers. There's, there's too many booby traps for to say nigga out here, brother. You, you can't you can't do it. It's impossible, bro. I wouldn't even try, yeah. man. Wouldn't yeah, even yeah. try. I, I, I would I, I would for I would for sure slip up, but like I would definitely there is a price you could pay me to make a conscious effort to never say it again. Hell yeah. I can be bought on a lot of shit. I ain't gonna lie to you, man. <laughs> I am for sale if the money is right. The bag is right. Let's let's this get that let's free, make that abundantly but it is for clear. sale. You feel yeah. what I'm saying? <laughs> All right. Well, uh I don't have a transition out of that, but let's talk about baseball for a second. <laughs> Oh, oh, baseball, baseball has a very strong history with that word. Right. There, is yeah, a, there is a segue there. Yeah, there are segues uh, out there, but they are not available to me. You know what I mean? So let's talk about uh, Tyler is wearing a Going Yankees from nigga to today. nigger, we're going to talk about baseball. 
Uh, Aaron Judge on uh, Wednesday morning uh, signing a nine-year, $360 million contract with the New York Yankees. Had been choosing between them, the Padres, and the Giants. He is a Northern California native. So uh, it, it had actually been erroneously reported. I don't know. Did you guys see the... Arson the, judge, yes. The, I saw the, arson, the arson, <laughs> arson judge, judge tweet on Tuesday, a guy who breaks a lot of baseball news said, hearing arson judge to San Francisco. Oh, wow. <laughs> and then he deleted it, retweeted Aaron judge, and then he was like, oh, I'm sorry, that was not true. Like, just the worst fucking, a comedy of errors delete <laughs> laid the, out before our account. very eyes. Delete your account, G. Adam Schefter would never do that. Woes would never do that. They might have their fucked up aspects to them, but they're not going to get the news wrong and spell the dude's name wrong. Maybe (laughs) one of the other, but not both. Arson judge. Well, well, shouts to one of the four baseball players that I know by name. I'm happy for the (laughs) homie. I actually knew about the whole story about him betting on himself this season and having a whole historic season. I think the Yankees offered him like, like 230. I actually, ha- I actually have this because I wanted to. Th- that's actually what I wanted to talk about: is how ludicrous this is. Someone offers you a seven-year contract for two hundred fourteen million dollars, and you, as a plucky young all-star, say, "No, nope. I'm going to bet on myself because I don't want to lose out with two hundred fourteen million dollars." And then you win your bet on yourself. Yes. <laughs> you, how much you did he get? Black Jack again? He ran that bitch up to three hundred ninety, right? Three hundred ninety million. Nine, nine, for, nine for three sixty. So he threw, it, okay. threw an extra two years for hundred and fifty million dollars on the contract. That's yeah. Dropped his nuts. Shouts to Aaron Judge, man. Aaron Judge, Aaron Judge is a cool baseball player. We haven't had a lot of cool baseball players. You know, he's fucking seven feet tall. 99 <laughs> is a cool-ass fucking number. Right. You know, he's a fucking power hitter. Aaron Judge, he, he, he might... I don't know baseball, but I know that, um, you know, as a casual fan, I'm like, wow, that's a cool baseball player. Have you ever heard him talk? I have not. Is, is he I got mean, some Patrick Mahomes shit going on? No, I'm just, oh. I don't know if he's cool. I've never, never heard him say anything like it. <laughs> that adds to the mystique. <laughs> I've, heard, I've heard him talk. He's cool. I do think he the cool? folk okay, okay. hero aspect of him literally being a giant is important, you know, because like... Yeah, mighty Casey-ass nigga, you know what I mean? <laughs> well, and for the kids, Mudville you know... Ass nigga. Right, like, like Vinny has friends who watch baseball. It, it is like a, just a different level of shit with him where it's like everyone thinks he's the Hulk or whatever because he looks like... If you just see him... St- I mean, there's always a photos that come out of him standing next to uh, Al- oh boy, Altuve from or whatever. From the, yeah, from the, yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. You're just looking at him and you're like, this is... And baseball is a unique sport in that way. You know what I mean? You just never have a dude who's a foot and a half taller than someone guarding someone in football or, <laughs> or whatever. So, yeah, but happy for him. And like Tyler said, very inspirational to bet on yourself with a $200 million offer on the table and have it, have this shit pay off like that. That's fucking crazy, bro. Yeah. I, I heard I heard the Yankees was sweating. Like, they had to get a last-minute, you know, uh, offer in on the phone because he was about to sign with, I think, the uh, the Padres, was it? But, but yeah, man, good on the Yankees for not letting him get away because they would have never heard the end of that shit, man. The Yankees are not supposed to be the ones who whiff on guys like that, especially a Yankee who wanted to resign. What would y'all do with that amount of money? Whatever 360? <laughs> I mean, like, what is the thing that you're like, I'm really excited about this? My, I mean, I, I give you a bunch of cheesy answers that would be correct about no kid from Long Beach would ever have to pay for fucking college for quite some time, for sure. Right. But mm-hmm. my, the number one thing I would do would be we've had a couple of houses in the neighborhood up for sale lately. And if I had just fuck you money, 
I'd still want to be in the same neighborhood in Long Beach. I wouldn't want to move to like a super rich neighborhood or whatever. I'd just, you know, wh whatever I'm comfortable. But I'd I'd buy a house for my mom to stay at when she comes down here. So she just like she just would have a spot. You know what I mean? And it was close by. We could drop the kids off whenever. That 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 would be number one on my list for sure. Yeah, I think I'm yeah, building I'm a compound on the beach for my whole fucking family. Everybody, even the crazy ass uncles. You heard me. You heard me, Robin. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody, dog. We turn this. Yeah. We turn L.A. to St. Louis. You feel what I'm saying? <laughs> Real quick. You yeah. you dig a channel from the fucking uh, from the the Pacific Coast to St. Louis. So it was like you just <laughs> you let enough me? in to get one beach in St. Louis. <laughs> Sorry, Montana. We're, we're, we're chuneling you out, bro. <laughs> right, Jabari, huh? You know what I'm saying? Demetrius, come on through. You know what I mean? I'm Harriet Tubman. You know what I mean? Like St. Louis niggas. We bringing everybody to L.A. Fuck me. <laughs> We flooded this bitch. <laughs> I'm turning to L.A. to St. Louis for real. What about you, Tyler? Um, I for sure, you know, make sure my people straight. You know, I'd make sure my <laughs> my family, my, my close circle of friends never had another fucking worry in their life. I would get, uh, I think, of course, getting a crazy ass crib is the fucking goal when you get some money like that. Getting some ridiculous shit. You know what I'm saying? Like on the coast or on a fucking mountain cliff. <laughs> like you know overlooking the beach or some shit so yeah getting a ridiculous house and making sure my folks are, 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 are taken care of that will be the goal there I think that makes sense hell yeah I also want like a jet pack or some shit too some really dumb shit like, Tyler, like don't do that no put listen, don't be listen. the man that, that the, 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 the rich nigga no 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 that, that, listen that, if, if, if you have a nine figure uh, bank account you have to buy some ludicrously expensive technology slash gadgets and refer to them as toys that's part of the fucking thing I'm you have to buy be some like life insurance oh, with I, that got a couple, I got a, I got a, I got a couple toys you know referring to like five hundred thousand dollar cars you that's like mandatory you have to do that too john whether you wanted to or not they take the money away uh, what's that dude that uh, that was riding that, that he invented that machine that that you kind of you know what i'm talking about yeah. just say it and he invented some machine like his little scooter shit that you that you ride and he wrote it off. Oh, the, the Segway dude, yeah. Segway nigga, bro. That's 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 why. I, uh, uh, give me some. Rec I, I can take a rec nice something with some with four wheels. Keep my feet on the ground. You know what I mean? It'll be nice, bro. But damn, bro. I ain't trying to get a rocket pack, nigga. <laughs> I for sure want to. You risking pack, it bro. all, bro. <laughs> nah, I, I would only like fly that shit like over the water in case some some shit happens where I just crash out. Like I would still not die, but I would want a rocket pack, dog. <laughs> you said, hey, go lie to you. We need a rocket pack around these parts, baby. <laughs> if we got rocket pack money, we need a rocket pack. Hell no. Did y'all see The Rocketeer when you were kids? Hell yeah, I watched it 78 yeah. times. That's one of them white movies that made it through. That's <laughs> one of them movies, ain't it? You know what I mean? Like, bro, we had, I, 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 I dubbed that off a of pay per view. We recorded it. You know what I'm saying? Watched it 100 times. The yeah, bootleg Rocketeer version, you feel me? That was a good ass movie. I might tap in. Rocketeer is one of those rare movies that appealed to white people, black people, and wiggers. You know what <laughs> I mean? <laughs> 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 Shout out, man. Hey, man, can we bring Wigger back, dog? Really? Really, man? It was love. Oh, we said it out of love. Shit. You know what I'm saying? I said it out of love. You feel me? Um, all right, let's talk about. Uh, <laughs> let's. <laughs> 
Actually, I'm going to rearrange this. We can't talk about a serious. We, we need one goofy topic, and then we'll get back to a serious talk. Let's talk about Tuesday night inside the NBA, which, by the way, I'm still not used to the Tuesday night inside the NBA. It's still in my heart imprinted that the shit should be on Thursdays. But uh, let's talk about Kenny shoving Shaq into a tree and Shaq going into the Christmas tree with his fucking feet, his size 45 shoes wiggling out the bottom of the tree. Looking like the Wicked Witch of the West, you feel me? (laughs) (laughs) Them little, them big ass feet just a kicking. (laughs) Damn. I just feel like everyone needs to, whether you're recording it, you're watching it live, watch the next episode of Inside the NBA and just appreciate just take a moment and appreciate that that show is still on the air and we still get to enjoy it. I think it's the best sports TV show ever by fucking far, in my opinion. It's incredible that it's still on the air. And it's just one of those moments you just like take the mental picture because at some point it's going to go off the air and we will be talking about it for the rest of our lives. You know what I mean? The next time a show is decent, we'll be going, well, it's not inside the NBA. You know what I mean? So you got to just take a minute and fucking appreciate that shit. That's my homework for everyone listening to the show. Never seen anything quite like it. Um, the camaraderie is what makes it special. All those for guys sure. on that stage are truly friends. Like, there's nowhere else where you can have Shaq, you know, going just will who will just stop his commentary mid-sentence just to tell Chuck that he'll beat his ass if he like interrupts Ooh. the game. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And be low-key serious but not right. serious just like how your homies be. You know what right. I mean? And, and, and Chuck, I wanted to beat your ass but I let you slide that time. But anyway, back to Rudy Gobert. <laughs> like, like, like that happened. That's a daily occurrence. That's a weekly occurrence on that show. We will never have anything quite like it. So I enjoy it very much. Very Shaq much. came into the league averaging like 24 and 12 as a rookie. Yeah. That's the nigga that got pushed into a fucking tree. One of the most dominant basketball players, athletes of all time, gets thrown into a tree, comes out laughing and says, that means war. <laughs> like it's fucking Looney Tunes. It is a and perfect I'm so, I'm fucking so tapped show. In. And I'm so tapped in for the next three weeks to see what you, he does to Kenny between now and it's, Christmas, Because hey, shit ain't sweet. <laughs> Kenny knocked me down. He's going to get it. He's going to get his. Shaq, if anybody going to get that issue, it's Shaquille O'Neal. You feel what I'm saying? Bruh, dog. It's, so, it's a perfect fucking show. It's a perfect show, bro. But he, you mentioned, well, obviously, he's like one of the most dominant athletes we've ever seen in any sport in our lifetimes. And I, I, what really makes it, and I love the show before he was on it, but what really makes that show with him to me is that he is so willing to be the dude who gets pushed into the tree. I, yes. Tr- Trill tweeted, he was absolutely right. He said, nobody sells that shit like Shaq. I don't know that there's a, like, we don't have vaudeville comedians anymore. I don't know that anyone sells f- physical comedy better Slap than Shaq. Slapstick comedy. A the biggest, most dominant into a tree. <laughs> bro, he got pushed by Kenny is like, bro, what, 6'2? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, again, I mean, he's a big dude. His, his weight got. But Shaq probably looked, saw himself fall into the tree and smiled. If there was right. different angles, he was probably like, oh yeah, this is my shit. <laughs> <laughs> I get to fall into this big ass right. tree. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like, this is why I signed a 10-year contract. You feel me? <laughs> For these moments. Bro, it's right. just a special, it's a special, it's a special, special show. Even the crazy shit when they be talking about, like, dude, Chuck be talking about folks and ain't watched the like he, he, they 
they they be halfway watching the game. I know Chuck be sleep doing part of that shit before he go come on air. You know, Bro, taking did, a nap. Did, you know did, what I mean? Did you see him last night when he when he said, "Hey man, we need to talk about this guy in Boston, Jason Taylor." <laughs> did you see that? Jason Taylor, Jason Taylor, Jason Tatum, Jason one of the top Taylor. five best players in the league this year, and he messed up his name. I, 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 but I can't cap, bro. I remember that one time I forgot Ja Moran's name. Yeah, Tyler's we'll like, who Ja? Ja? Yeah, you forgot Ja Moran's name. Yeah, you. What's your boy Ja Moran? That's true. I rushed I your boy Ja Moran, bro. Yeah. So I can't. I ain't too far, bro. That's that. Maybe that's charging to his age. You feel me? But yeah. <laughs> All right, um, let's uh, wrap up talking about this, uh, the, the uh, Deion Sanders news, because I think when we recorded, I think we all three of us said the only person I'm interested in hearing talk about this is Bomani. Bomani went on mm. CNN. I love, I love Bomani on CNN. I'll say that, too. Mm-hmm. I love Bo on CNN. Bo, special Bo. Anytime Bo does a, a regular media appearance like that, it's such a good thing for sports fans. You know what I mean? He makes us look so good. He makes us look not like the stupidest pack of idiots in America whenever he makes an appearance to talk about sports. And they it's don't not know really that like the drop that off, though, right. is like <laughs> 75 stories, though. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> But it's like how when Obama was like touring Europe and we were like, oh, I could live with Europeans thinking we're like this. That's not <laughs> right. really what we're like, but that's right. fine with me. <laughs> He's the only Obama. And Bo is the <laughs> only Bo on the fucking planet, bro. Fact. So, Ty- Tyler, you, uh, I feel like you and Bo might have colluded you know, you really you were you were you were right in step with him even before he came out. Uh, what did you think of his appearance on CNN and what he's had to say about this story? Yeah, you know, of, of course, Bo sees the whole picture at all times and eloquently states shit that I might have crudely stated. But I feel like we're on the same page, like, you know, the same shit. You know, I'm on the same shit with, with, with Bo where, yeah, no one's mad at him for, you know, taking the, the, the move to, to Colorado. That's what's best for him. That's what's best for his career progression at the moment. That's what's best for his bank account and his family's well-being. Of course, you know, no one's upset at that. College coaches lie. But what was unique about Bo is, um, well, what was unique about Dion is he lied to us in a way we had never quite seen before. He lied to us in a way where he lied to, about black people shit to the black masses. We had not seen college coaches do that before. College coaches come and they talk about reviving, you know, the the, the, the fan base of the other team they're taking over. How they're going to, you know, bring the program back to prominence. Everyone's laughing at us and we're not going to be laughed at anymore. Dion said he was in this shit for black people, bro. You know what I mean? We didn't put that on Dion. Dion put that on himself. He anointed himself the HBCU savior. He said God sent him there, and then God told him that it was time to go to Colorado. So, yeah, you know, like I said, uh, you know, Bo was kind of, you know, we were on the same page there where, where, of course, college coaches lie, but this was a very unique lie that we had never seen before. And also, like we talked about in the group chat, I was saying that he he hit us with the sweat of God. You know what I'm saying? Sweat for God, nigga. I sweat for God. You feel me? That I, you know what I mean? Like, that I'm going to be around. You feel me? Like, that's, he lied to us in a way that black people lie. Like, you will get away with a lie if you a lying ass nigga if you say swear to God because we'll still even even me as a guy that hasn't been to church in fucking eight years. You feel me? <laughs> you say you swear to God even if I know you a liar, I'll be like, mm, he might. Bro, bro yeah. I halfway I halfway don't even believe that God exists, and if I swear to God, I'm not lying to you. You bro, know what I'm saying? Flat out, bro. <laughs> flat out, bro. I'm like, you know, I believe there's a higher power, but I don't know what it is. I just say it. And if you say that I'm, that's some, some bullshit, I'll be like, yeah, probably some bullshit. You know, that's where I'm at with my belief system. But at the same time, if you say swear to God or I say, I swear for God, but nigga, if I say that shit, I mean that. I am not lying. And he lied in that way. 
You feel me? So that's what makes it, you know, like we said, dastardly. Diabolical. <laughs> Diabolical. Was that he lied about black people shit in a way that yo, like, like Tyler, you said this, a grandmother will... That man gonna be here. Well, you know what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. If if you if you say God told me to be, you know what I mean. It's it was a it, it, that's what makes it feel a particular way. But like we said, we all understand the mood. And he did mention in certain articles, I mean, in certain interviews. But the way he got into our hearts was by you know what I'm saying doing some shady ass shit. Dion making yeah. us believe for a second he wasn't Dion and something wasn't about him. It was about somebody yeah. else. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. I, I think in summation, you can probably boil it down to this. Jackson State cut him a deal that you cut family, where you let them skip to the front of the line. No collegiate experience. You give this guy the uh, the, the full, full reign over your program, right? That is a deal that you cut family. And then the first opportunity for Deion to show them that it was business, he showed them it was business. So I think that's what a lot of people are sour on. I think that's what it really comes down to. Like, he didn't even, like, you know what I'm saying, assume, like, Colorado – like you know, what I mean, that's a totally. That's not. That's not a, like the the a, a great opportunity in a sense. You know what I'm saying? Like nobody's excited about a Colorado job unless you're coming from you know you know the situation he was in as far as money. You know what I mean? Like that's not like oh you nobody's gonna rush. Three hundred k to was it three hundred k to five to five m's exactly. But like mm -hmm. the job itself, what you right. what you're asked to do is a difficult gig. You know what I mean? Like you're a lot saying of coaches, if you're an established, like if you've been taking a team to the to the college playoffs, no one's looking at Colorado. Nobody's as a I'm running move. to that. You right. feel what I'm saying? And he ran for to that. He, he ran immediately. You know what I'm saying? Like so. And 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 something people are pointing out is you know Shadur, his son's whole body language doing that. Yeah, after, he, after he did they, not seem happy. Yeah, so like I don't know, I don't know, I don't, I don't know how he feels about this. I don't know if he's just you know the moody, slunky teenager who just didn't want to do the you know glitz and glamour stuff post game shit. But if Jackson State was dear to his heart, if Jackson State was his type of get down, if he loved his time at Jackson State, that's gonna be an adjustment going to Boulder, bro. <laughs> like two completely different worlds. Y'all know I'm an HBCU alum. I cannot imagine leaving my HBCU for Boulder and being happy, bro. No, not, not at all. I I moved from Alabama to Colorado. I was spending most of my time at Alabama A&M where my mom worked, you feel me, kicking it with my niggas at Alabama A&M, you feel me, and went to Boulder immediately because that's where she was working for a little bit, and then she moved to Broomfield. I, got a, I knew I wasn't going to be there after like a month and a half. Bruh, I'm like, this ain't for your boy. Jackson, Mississippi to fucking Boulder, nigga. Ain't no way. If he enjoyed that experience, you get 0% of what you saw in Jackson, Mississippi. <laughs> Zero. There is nothing similar, bro. So I just, I I, I would, come, come on, man. I mean, like, and also, like, I, I get it. You know, like, going to, like, a big D1 school, if you were, like, say, like, a, a great program. Like, this thing with Colorado, it's not a good program. You know what I'm saying? It's not a good. It's not a good program. But like, if you go to a, a good program, your D1 school, you know what I'm saying, and you and you a quarterback and you that nigga, Oh, that's that's dope, right? But being that nigga at a HBCU feels different. different. Being that nigga around niggas feels way different. It's a totally different vibe. So yeah, it'll be cool if he go if he get a chance to go to the to the to the league, all that shit, you know. And that, that's this will give him that opportunity playing against different talent. You feel me? And I, I understand that from a business side, but from a vibe side, from a cultural experience side. There is, like you said, it's totally different being that nigga around your niggas. 
And yeah. so like it's 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 I, I I understand that that body language was he was not super excited from going to from from Jackson to Boulder. Maybe maybe Miami or whatever if it was a big time program, but Boulder in particular. That's the whitest place I've ever been in my entire fucking life. I haven't been to Utah, so maybe that's why. You know what I mean? I, I, that is the whitest place. But I've been to Indianapolis. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> a couple times, bro. Boulder is the literally whitest place I've ever been in my life. Wh- whiter than Denver. And Denver, you know what I'm saying? It's just a, it's, it's, it's different, bro. Yeah, and, and and the thing is, Shadur was a stud, bro. He had LSU offers, Georgia offers, Bama offers. Like, if he wanted to go D1, you know, Power 5, he could have went somewhere way D1, better. D1, capital power, D1. Right? Yeah. He could have, yeah. He could have been, like, in the Heisman race that one, you know, at an elite school type shit. If, if that's, if if the Power 5 move was the move that he knew that, that they were going to make. But who knows? Maybe, I mean, like I said, I'm not reading too much into the body language. Maybe you're just being a little slunky teenager that they always are. But I, I, I don't think know. That, I think that's part of it. I do think his dad told him you were working at the family business here, right? I mean, like, mm-hmm. you, you know, he set his dad and the rest of his family up with this job because $5 million a year for an elite player and a coach is a bargain. You know what I mean? I mean, we, we, we have kids in high school making $5 million a year off NIL shit. You know what I mean? So um, I I don't know if it was Shadur. I know he's got um, his other son plays for him as well. But you, y'all saw the video I showed you of the locker room tour or whatever. Did you see that? Mm-hmm. Like that to me was the summation of what I talked about on the last pod about the sort of self-servingness of like youth sports culture that I think it's the same thing with coaches. And like I talked about, I, I've seen it high school, college, whatever of like kids all understand a coach says like, Oh, I have to take this opportunity. Even if it means I lied to you directly to your face for three straight years, kids, I will be asking kids off the record questions just between, you know, someone who's known him for a long time and me. And they would genuinely be like, I understand he has to do what's right for his family. Like that's so ingrained in sports culture at this point that that video was everything I was talking about where he's walking his son around the locker room and Dion's looking around like, Ooh, Jesus, like, look at how good the locker room looks. And he, and he looks at his son and he says, look at him. And he looks and his son's like, Oh fuck. Like this is, this locker room is nice as fuck. And Dion just rubbed the back of his head. It's like, he hasn't had anything like this, like that. That's youth sports culture right now above and beyond any other consideration about cultural identity or family. Even you have, Polynesian kids leaving their families that have no one's left the state away from their family for generations. Mm-hmm. It's like, I got to go to Oregon to earn money for my family. You know what I mean? Like that's the, the culture. And so that to me, I think Tyler, you and Bomani, the point about the unique kind of lying and whether you kind of damn yourself culturally, you know, you kind of, you do more damage to yourself by lying in that specific way when you didn't need to do it. Um, but to me, it's just, that's what, for better or worse, that's what sports culture is right now. And that's Aaron Judge took $10 million less, I think, from the Yankees than he could have had from the Padres. And people can't believe that. You know, he took $360 million to play in New York and be a Yankees legend for the rest of his life. And sports culture is still like, he could have had 370 I can't believe this. <laughs> so for better or worse, like, I just, I don't know. It seems like this to me, though, is sort of the sports story of 2022 because it does represent so many different facets of sports culture right now is it's it's been it's been interesting to watch the dialogue uh unravel and, and play out for sure that's interesting that new york upped their offer but didn't like 
I know this man wants to be. I know you, New York is a better city. I'm offering this man ten million less. And, and you, and Tyler was talking about how they were kind of scrambling to kind of get that deal done. Why not give him this offer of the same deal? You know what I mean? Like that. That's kind of that's kind of a nut drag. Like San Diego ca- trash as fuck. He don't want to be there. We are gonna drop thirty. Give him ten million less. You feel me? And I know he'll stay. He'll, San Diego's not a bad that. place to live either. <laughs> But no, it's not. It's not. But it's yeah, also sure. not, com- not New York. compared to New York. It's not being a billionaire in New York. <laughs> no, I mean, there's there's probably there's like three cities that I think are like a, a city in, in in the states that are incredible globally. Maybe four. You know what I mean? San Diego isn't one of them, but New York is. You know what I'm saying? So for sure, for sure. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and challenge all-star. And speaking of all-stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening football fans make every thursday one to remember with a no sweat same game parlay from fanduel america's number one sportsbook all customers can get free bets back if your nfl same game parlay doesn't hit same game parlays are the perfect way to combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payday tonight's game a huge one between the rams and the raiders uh rams out here signing baker mayfield to, which demonstrates something i don't know what it demonstrates but it demonstrates something i'm gonna say in my head that demonstrates that the raiders are going to win so i would take the raiders i would take Derek carr's player props to build out my same game parlay you can build your own or choose from one of the popular sgps pre-built for you in FanDuel's top rated sportsbook app FanDuel is also now live in Maryland. Marylanders, make sure you get in on the action also with great offers and boosts just for you. Just sign up with promo code J&J if you don't already have an account. That's promo code J&J. That's J-A-N-D-J to get free bets back if your SGP doesn't hit. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. 
Disclaimer, must be 21 and over in select states, three plus legs, minimum $1 bet required. Refund issued as non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after receipt. Max free bet, $5 restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG. Are y'all really letting someone slide on owing you money if they say that they found Jesus? Is this really Fuck a- out of here. <laughs> <laughs> ain't no fucking way. Well, Jesus ain't tell me that, nigga. <laughs> Why he tell you and not me? But what's wild to me is I think you got to have a certain amount of arrogance to say God told me this. Mm. Like, nigga, come on, bro. God told you? You heard God tell you not to pay this man this? I mean, come on, bro. As, as I was in the church a lot. I felt particular things. I was never confident enough to say, well, God told me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I, I feel like I felt some. I wasn't all the way like God told me. That's wild. Ain't no way, bro. God got to tell me too. And you got to open up the clouds and speak from the from the, from, the, from space for me to believe that you ain't got to pay me my $30. Yes. I need God to tell me you, you don't owe me that 30 even if it's just 30 you feel me? Yeah, so, so, so basically, you know, Dion said God sent him to Jackson State, then God sent him to Colorado, and Bovani pulled up a story on Dion using the same "God told me." Defense. You brought you you brought the you brought this up on the pod on Monday. I, I yeah. brought that up. I brought it up, but oh, it, I, I, I mixed the, okay, the dollars yeah. up, the money up. I thought okay. it was twenty five. It was five k. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, Jesus had him. <laughs> the owner of the repair shop said Sanders wanted to pay only fifteen hundred of the four thousand two hundred sixty five dollar bill saying that Jesus had informed him that was all he needed to pay. It's the praise Jesus discount, attorney Ed Edson told the Dallas Morning News. Edson said he has been trying to collect the bill from Sanders since 2001 on behalf of Phil Compton, the owner of the car repair business. Through court filings, the player says that the accusations are untrue. Sanders was in the courtroom Monday but did not testify. Uh, Sanders me, hold, on, hold, on, hold, on, house- hold on, hold on. Let me pause you. This man was scamming a... Car repair man named was it Hal Compton, Phil, Phil Compton, out of twenty five hundred dollars, and someone's trying to tell me they were surprised he was lying to black people about his properties. Bro, this bro. is why I told y'all, man. <laughs> I, 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 I can I can never forget that he did that shit. I, and I think I think there was I think Hold a dude said, well, "Yo, yeah, go, go ahead." ahead, go ahead. When Sanders drove up, he refused to pay the invoice amount. Instead, handing Compton a $1,500 check and saying, praise Jesus, I follow that. <laughs> well, I follow what in my heart I'm told to pay. <laughs> Boy. But Woo. also what he did was too, to not to, to, to he, he like got his bodyguards to block the car in. The wife took the keys, but made sure the car started up first. Bro, there's a bunch of shady shit going on before, you know what I'm saying? He even got that 1500 offer. Like, bro, beyond a particular type of dude, bro. You feel me? Yeah. Yeah, see, I mean, and that's the whole thing. I, th- I think everyone expected Dion to pull a Dion, but Dion told us he wasn't going to pull a Dion. And it's like, bro, you didn't have to tell us you weren't going to pull a Dion when we all knew you were going to pull a Dion. But that's the Dion whole shit. is the one that told you he wasn't going to pull a Dion. <laughs> but that, you feel even me? the whole that's time, we were like, forget. bro, you didn't have to, though. We I knew know, you were going to pull but, a Dion. Bro, but Dion had to fully sell himself. <laughs> 
And as right, a good salesman, he, he knew the good lie that needed to be told. Because similarly, he could have just rolled up and took his car back from bro, right? But he chose to tell him, Jesus told me to give you $1,500. <laughs> and that's the difference between a dude like Dion and Dion. <laughs> that's, that's the difference. That's high stepping at the 35-yard line, bro. Right, right. <laughs> Uh, I never, I, I mean, no, and Tyler, you said I, I was flabbergasted by the God told me not to pay you back. I look, some stereotypes are based on the truth and Italian people do not fucking play about <laughs> getting their fucking money back, bro. I told y'all there's not one member of my family who wouldn't have beat my ass if I'd have borrowed $200 from them and said, Jesus told me I don't have to pay you back. I mean, niggas don't play about getting their money back either. Like, the old boy took his ass to court. <laughs> don't nobody play about their money. <laughs> Fuck you, me. <mean>. Shit. <laughs> oh, Lord. All right. Uh, there's good news in America for the second election in a row. This is... Uh, I felt this was like some real, we might have to pack it up and fucking just change the name of the country if we had elected Herschel Walker to the United States Herschel Senate. Herschel motherfucking Walker. Christ. Um, still closer than one would have wanted it to be in a sane world, but uh, it was over on Tuesday night, which I take is a great thing that we didn't have to have this shit dragged out. Um, Tyler, you tweeted... I think you and Foss were tweeting like Herschel Walker is about to find out that the people around him do not give yeah. a fuck about that man, bro. This got to be the most now. embarrassing shit for racist white people in the South. <laughs> the most embarrassing group of people in global history. <laughs> this is a fucking new low that they really tried this shit with Herschel Walker, bro. Listen, I know racists are shameless. They're a shameless bunch. You cannot tell me that there weren't some times when even the racists were like, what the fuck are we doing with this guy? Like the gibberish that this motherfucker would say, like, like the cognitive, like I said, that CTA has given him like the cognitive ability of like a three-year-old, bro. Like he legit is not coherent. And it ain't no, no, oh, you're making fun of a black man's accent. No, I'm making fun of what the fuck the black man says because none of the shit fucking makes sense. This motherfucker talk about, you can call me Kuna. Kuna is the smartest animal. Everybody know that. No, what? What? What the fuck I is that? I imagine even white people looked at him like... <laughs> Like wait, that's wait. a touch too far, brother. In Georgia, I bet they was like, <laughs> we don't even use coon anymore around these parts. <laughs> Damn, bro, that was particularly weird, bro. Like that, that is crazy, crazy. But I mean, I mean, like that's that's the that's the point they're at. You know what I mean? And that's good for us as people that you know are decently intelligent <laughs> that they have to rely on this motherfucker to win you know or, or or stooping to the point where they're relying on him it's crazy i mean they won with one dumb motherfucker already in donald trump so well, i that, mean <laughs> so the 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 in politics the prevailing opinion is like if you're a democrat you want the the most extreme republican to win the primary because America is, whether you like it or not, whether you think it's immoral or not, it's a centrist group of people who, by and large, are fairly well off compared to people in other countries that don't like change. That's basically the political identity of the country, right? It's a center-right or center-left country. And so Republicans are rooting for the most extreme left-wing people to win Democratic nominations, and Democrats are rooting for the most extreme right. The problem is, occasionally, you elect Donald Trump. <laughs> <laughs> Right. That happened. 
But since then, at the midterms after Donald Trump was elected, at the next presidential election, and at the midterms after that, it's been Republicans trying to run crazy people and the moderate Democrat kicking the shit out of, out of the crazy Republican. Like in California, when they were trying to recall Gavin Newsom, I knew plenty of people who were on some fuck Gavin Newsom shit for his kids being in private school when everyone in public school's kids were at home. But the Republicans ran Larry Elder. No one's voting for fucking Larry Elder, bro. <laughs> like, if they'd, have, if they'd have ran Mitt Romney, you might have actually had an election in California. If you ran a boring white Republican, uh, the the boring white Republican of our youth. <laughs> but they don't, they don't have don't any like of those. Yeah, but they don't have any of those dudes left anymore because they're trying to literally hang them on the steps of the Capitol, bro. <laughs> like, they're fucking, they're yeah, um, fucking crazy. This. I, I'm, I'm not gonna lie. This, this all these midterm results took me by surprise. I did not think that there was going to be this strong of a showing for for the Democratic Party. Um, we saw that that uh, Biden had the best midterm showing in the House since George W. Bush's first term, since the nation was galvanizing against terrorism and standing firm on that. And we just saw last night with the Warnock election that Biden had the best Senate midterm showing since FDR's first term. When the nation was united against the Great Depression, when the nation was, was like, we trust this guy to get right. us out of poverty. So if you're the GOP, if you're the Republican Party, and you are looking at, at, at these precedents that are being set, 9-11 and the Great Depression, and you are seeing that voters are mobilizing against you with the urgency of those two scourges of terrorism and the worst poverty crisis that this nation has ever had. And voters are viewing you through that same lens. That has got to be scary as fuck. And I'm very much going to enjoy watching Republicans sweat. I hope Trump runs. I hope that he doesn't win the primary and I hope he goes independent and sinks that ship even yes. more. I'm rooting for fucking chaos and, here. And if I could pig piggyback on what you just said, George W. Bush approval rating in 2001 was like 94% after 9-11. Joe mm -hmm. Biden, this happened for Joe Biden with an approval rating at like 44%. It's not yes, even like is. people are happy. People are right. broke he, as he fuck not... with inflation <laughs> and they don't even like Joe Biden. And they're yes. still like, but fuck that mm -hmm. other side with exactly. the shit they're trying to pull right now. Bi Biden That's is what not surprised a me. Yeah. Biden is not a particularly inspiring president. People are not, you know, rallying behind him. They are rallying against the Republicans. So, yeah, I know they sweating over there. I hope I, you know, I genuinely, I really fucking hope so. And it, it's nice to get layup elections against crazy people, but the the country needs them to stop trying to run fascists and and insane people. But run some regular, boring Republican, misogynist, racist, <laughs> fucking dudes who know how to button a dress shirt at least. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> Get back to Mitt Romney, you know what I mean? That's Get what back to Mitt Romney, bro. But, but, but uh, Obama's been talking about this for like 15 years. Like, you know, the fever's going to break. Like, you're waiting on the fever to break. And like I, like I said, these elections, it's the first time America has proven me wrong in my lifetime from having low expectations. I, th I think, really, that it was like, no, no way this is ever going to actually happen. And it actually happens. So, fuck it. All right. Uh, can we all agree, resolved, can we all agree that Popeye is the most underrated cartoon character after this video that Tyler tweeted on Wednesday, this is the craziest shit I've ever seen, bro. That motherfucker was knitting a goddamn anchor chain. Like, God bro. He knitted Popeye's it out of out like there, a steel dog. beam, and then he put it on the ship, and then he punched the rest of it into the shape of an anchor. I've never seen anything like that. That shit came out 100 years ago or whatever. 
truly built different. <laughs> Dog, do y'all re- do y'all remember that cartoon strip of uh who who's the hamburger motherfucker? Blimpy is that his name? Hamburger? When when Blimpy yes rescued yeah when Blimpy rescued Sweet Pea you know Popeye's baby out, out of, oh, okay, out, of okay, the, okay. out of the river when Sweet Pea was about to drown drown and gave him back to Popeye and said something like and that'll be five bucks <laughs> Popeye threw Sweet Pea back in the river and just looked at him <laughs> did y'all ever see that I'm <laughs> I don't remember that <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna drop it in a group chat that's like my favorite comic strip ever I used to be hot at Blimpy though he seemed so disrespectful you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. But I gladly pay you Tuesday for a hamburger today. Uh, uh, Deion Sanders ass motherfucker. You know, (laughs) selling those lies. Selling those hamburger lies, bro. (laughs) Oh, fuck. All right. Um, I told y'all I'd check in on this. I'm not quite done with the book yet, but I'm, I'm almost done with it. I'm finishing it tonight. This fire and blood shit that the House of Dragons showed. God damn, bro. This this book that the House of Dragons shit is based on. I'm not going to give y'all one single plot point. One iota, not a but I say this. Number 1, I think you should read it instead of having the shit spoiled for you by some fucking dude on YouTube. You know what I mean? Cuz I know you're uh, Tyler, we talked about it. I know you're not waiting until 2024, yeah. bro. <laughs> I, I have unfortunately stumbled no! upon a major development in <laughs> stumbled that upon that you actually googled. <laughs> yeah. I did stumbled not expect <laughs> I did not expect for it to go that route. But I tripped up and googled. Come on, man. <laughs> I am going to I am going to end up reading all the other books cuz this shit's been so good, but I would just say like Shar asked me, she's like, "So how crazy is it?" Yet. And I was like, there's two scenes in there that I think are crazier than the Red Wedding. Shut where, the fuck up. To where I was literally really? like, I don't know if they could put this shit on television. I like I really don't know if they could put it to this extent on television. Sheesh. Yeah, I need I'm to a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm about to cop that. I'm about ain't to read no way in hell I for two, break, to 2024. Yeah. So yeah. I'm about to I'm about to read that during Christmas break for sure, bro. All right. Um, John, let's talk about your unmoisturized earlobes. <laughs> Come on, man. Okay, I'm gonna start it off with this. First off, we was talking about Tyler having braids, like for like five years, and how like his mom wouldn't let him get braids until he left high school, right? You know, until he was out the house. You know what I mean? And how he got braids and she loved them. I was like, my mom would let me get my ears pierced until I left the house, and I got my ears pierced, and I'd be home about to go out on a date. You know what I'm saying for Christmas break. And she'd be like, where your earrings at? Put your earrings on. You feel <laughs> what I'm saying? Like, but I was telling Tyler, I was like, bro, like, yes, you know, parents just be saying shit when you're young, ended up liking it when you get older. I, I get tattoos. I got neck tattoos. She hated tattoos when I'm younger. She loved these neck tattoos. She think they, 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 they're meaningful. They're beautiful. You know what I mean? She gets the art of them. But <laughs> when I was leaving, she said about those, what she said about those earrings was true. A nigga look ashy as fuck without my earrings on, dog. <laughs> the reason, I tried to grow my hair out before, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I just my face looked dirty as hell for some reason with my hair long. My homegirls are trying to twist my shit up. You feel me? Like they gave me the little puff shits doing like in middle school too, and I was just like it just didn't look good on a nigga. So I was a shortcut ass nigga. But yeah, the, I, I'm just an ashy nigga. It's not the earlobes being ashy. My face just I just look ashy, bro. Like I remember Adrian one time. I didn't have my earrings on one day. He was like, bro. You look different, bro. Like, I don't have my earrings on. I just look totally different. This is in college. I just look totally different. So I don't know why, bro. I'm an ashy ass nigga. I look unmoisturized without my earrings for some part. So now that they just a part of me, bro. I, I, 
put on my contacts, my earrings on. I don't leave the house without it. A hat, you know what I mean? It's just who I am, you know what I mean? It's it's, it's, it's a part. I, I I basically bathe in hats, you know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> I'm a hat nigga. I remember my uh my uh <laughs> my mother in law was gonna leave the house without a hat on, and I was like, oh shit, I've got my hat. She's like, you look good without a hat. I'm like. That's the rules, though. I'm a hat guy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah right, right, right. These are right. rules I live by. You got to have a hat on. You leave the house. You feel me? But yeah, you know, certain things. I, I, I can't leave the house without them. My earrings are one of them. Nigga looking ashy out here without them. I also wanted to talk about, this is the last thing I wanted to talk about. This is like my favorite thing that happens on Instagram sometimes, which is when John will record an IG story where he's trying to make a point. But I could tell that he's doing it while Somi is taking a nap in the other room. Because he'll be arguing passionately as fuck like John does, but with a whisper. Whisper, you know? whisper yell. The whisper yell. <laughs> You'll be out there like, they can't do LeBron James like this. They need to, they need to make the trade. I can't believe these niggas did this to LeBron James. <laughs> I, I, and you ask that every time. Somi sleep, isn't she? Yeah. <laughs> Is it that obvious? I think we need a, a sports dad, network. We, we need a sports network for, for for people with sleeping kids. Uh, for people with sleeping kids, you know what I mean? Because there's probably some people who you know, like I listen to the podcast, but my baby is asleep. So we need we need the whispers, whisper ESPN from John. <laughs> <laughs> the whisper yes. app. I all right, I do that all the time. That's all the time we got. Uh, We will be back on Monday. Hope everyone has a great rest of their week and weekend, and we will see y'all soon. Bye. 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 What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.